0: China. China. Yo, yo, this is <laughs> Justin, Justin Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just Gr- Ch- 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 the interviews.
1: A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hello, beautiful human. Thanks for clicking on our conversation with Tate McRae. She'll be here at any second, so let me get through it real quick. If you like the video, hit like, and even if you hate us, please subscribe. I'm so excited. Tate McRae here. Let's go.
0: Let's do this. <laughs>
1: Wow, what's good?
2: I'm good, how are you? Are you good in luck. Canada? Yeah, I'm in Canada.
1: Oh, the mother, There's- the motherland.
2: I've been stuck here for like seven months.
1: So. so what is that like? Because that's that has to be the longest time you've spent in Canada in a while, yeah?
2: Oh yeah, I literally have not left my house at all. <laughs> oh. I mean, I've left it a few times, obviously, but it's been really weird.
1: What sure. are you doing to pass the time?
2: Um... school, (laughs) School, schoolwork, writing, um, we've been filming music videos, dancing. Um, yeah, just random stuff.
0: (laughs) I have a question. Can you feel like the success and the magnitude of everything that's going on in your career while stuck in your house? Um,
2: no, it's really weird. Like it's been super weird because I have like interviews in like Australia and Germany and like all around the world, but I'm been in Calgary in my bedroom doing every single one with like my mom and dad next door. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's weird.
1: For sure. I yeah. mean, you must hear the record on the radio all the time. I mean, I know they're playing it every hour.
2: <laughs> well, the weird part is I don't really go in my car because I don't really need to leave my house. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the cool part is when I like hear my friends, they're like, oh, we hear you on the radio. Or like my grandpa's girlfriend in germany like heard me on the radio and like that was a big moment for me like things like that are cool
1: is, is a part of you like kind of happy that you're not feeling the full gravity of the success because sometimes it can get to somebody's head like y- you have like <laughs> a true hit like it's a bonafide smash <laughs> record that like, like you know, the truth is like you could f- somebody's perspective
2: i think it's like i do i think it's a bit of a blessing disguise this whole pandemic just because i can seriously like i don't have to travel every single second i can literally just sit down and work on my work and not have to you know you know be like super caught up in talking about this song like you know all around the world every single day it's like i can still create new stuff and keep keep working on myself and keep having family time and like doing yeah. stuff and like it's 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 been like kind of nice in a way that i've been chilling at home a little bit <laughs>
1: and be normal
2: yeah no it's 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 kind of nice i mean obviously i wish i could like experience like going to the european music awards like in europe like that would be cool and seeing like alicia keys like that would be cool um but no it's just, <laughs> still by myself so <laughs> that's the sucky part is that you're like alone through everything. They
1: Invited, they would have wanted you there just you know, <laughs> go to sleep knowing that like you know they would have uh so question here You have, you broke me first. Would you say you understand how big it is or nah? Like, does life feel different at
2: all, at all? No, like, it's weird. Like, I just don't, like, I don't really, it's, it's hard to process numbers. Like, it's hard, like for your brain to actually, like, like a big moment is like when you go and see people in real life, like on tour and stuff, you'll notice like people know your song. But, like, when you see numbers on the screen, it, like, doesn't ever click. Like, it's really hard to click.
0: And then you've performed this at the EMAs, the VMAs, or whatever, and Jimmy Kimmel, but it's all from Canada, right? (laughs)
2: Yeah. I've been filming everything in Toronto or Calgary. So I've just been back and forth.
0: (laughs) So so you're getting these opportunities that people, like, die to have. You know, you got all these big award shows and these talk shows, but you don't actually get to experience being there with the crowds does it kind of it not saying like a bad thing you're still doing it but does it kind of suck in a way that you finally got to a point where you can do these cool things but it's not actually doing it
2: no it's really weird like i had my first like red carpet the other day and i think there are about three people in the room. like it's so strange and like i was like oh first red carpet, like, I'm in this random warehouse in Toronto with, like, a little screen in, like, this fancy outfit. Like, it just feels weird in a way, you know?
1: <laughs> what is it like living in Canada being back in, and interacting with people in your hometown? Do they look um, differently at the grocery store?
2: Uh, I don't usually go. We've been ordering your groceries. <laughs> That's terrible, we have Um... <laughs> I think it's, like, I've just been, like, if anything, I see my close friends, and they don't really get, like, phased by, yeah. like, any of this, so it's, like, usually that. I mean, the one moment, like, my neighbor came over the other day, he's, like, this seven year old man, and he was, like, I found you in the newspaper, <laughs> it was cute. <laughs> like, that was my first, like, experience of, like, a stranger, like, in the past, like, couple, in the last little while, for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a 70-year-old man <laughs> reading the old-fashioned newspaper. um all the things i never said that was the ep that came out in january Mm -hmm. and then you broke me first followed it right am i getting the timeline right there
2: yeah you're right like after
1: when was our last interview like january it had to have been something like that i went daniel do you know i've lost all concept of time (laughs) kate like i i don't know it's an hour a minute a year a month
0: uh, we posted it on January 21st, 2020.
1: Wow. Okay. So January 24th is when the album came out, 2020. Mm-hmm. And then You Broke Me First came out...
2: In like March. Because it was like... it was. You Broke Me First, I released it like right as soon as the pandemic hit. Like I got sent back to Canada and it dropped. Like it was like that kind of thing.
1: Why did that song not make it onto the EP? Was there any reason?
2: I hadn't written it yet. Really? No, I wrote this at the end of January. You wrote me first.
1: Whoa. Yeah. So obviously, as an artist, though, all the things I never said, it means something. Like, you you, you, you you, get something out of the way before you're able to unlock what ends up being a smash record.
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I, I think it's like learning what your crowd likes. And, uh, you know, I think it was also just like – I've been in so many writing sessions with so many people and, you know, like the whole process is like learning how to speak and it's like learning how to speak up your opinion when you're 17 and people sometimes don't trust your opinion or think it's valid. So it's, it's like getting into a session and actually speaking your mind. Um, And I've like really learned that like over the past couple, like year and a half is like making sure, like, I want my story to be told and I want like to say a specific thing and it not be altered by like songwriting methods um, or, like, trying to write a, a great song. Like I just think genuine lyrics will create a good song in the end. Um, and that's, like, what I did with You Broke Me First was it was just me and a girl, like, in a room, and it was, like, a two-hour session.
1: Really? Do you think yeah. if you had that session before you created all the things I never said, you would have still gotten You Broke Me First?
2: Um, I don't know. I mean, it was like it was, like, some days you want to write and some days you don't. And some days you write well and sometimes you write. So it's like, it really depends on the day. (laughs) Um, But I think it was just like the perfect like spur of moments. Like I didn't really know what to write about at the time. And I'd really spit out like a lot of heavy emotions in like a million writing sessions. And this writing session, like I honestly didn't have any emotional baggage when I was writing this song. I just kind of created a story out of Nothing nothing
1: <laughs> so okay you now understand for you the ingredients that were required to come up with a smash record Do you now feel compelled to like lock yourself in a room with that same girl and also just
2: you know come up with stories out of thin air i the thing is that you don't really know like what happens like it's all like it has to all work together. The producer has to be the right one. The writer has to be the right one. You have to be in the right headspace. You have to look at the right Pinterest board. Like it, like it's. It all has to come together for it to like work. So I don't think there's really like a structured like you. This is what you do, right? Like you know, it. It like de- it really depends.
1: See, I'm crazy. I would work tirelessly to duplicate every single everything that happened during this session and the decisions that followed that gave me my hit record i would work obsessively to duplicate all of it you know over and over and over again do you get what i'm saying
2: like yeah well, and look- i think there's there's one thing that i do know that like is super important is like the end of the hook hmm. uh yeah like because i remember i i don't know where this but i just won i was like scrolling through pinterest like swiping sitting there doing nothing and then he was like playing chords for like an hour like the same chords really pretty and then I just spit out but I don't really care how bad it hurts because you broke me first like out of nowhere like just spit it out and everyone was like that's pretty good and I was like okay so he just like started a story around it and built like what this guy did to me
0: so no one actually hurt you this bad
2: no <laughs> i've never been in a relationship like a real relationship
0: like do
1: you want to after you write a song so vividly about heartbreak like now that you can hear how bad and it feels like just like who would subject themselves to that
2: well that's the thing like i'm like ugh, that kind of suck dating a songwriter like <laughs> they're gonna write a song about you whether it's good or bad
1: <laughs> you have the ability to write it out of nothing
2: yeah and i have the ability to make it sound however I like so I can make me sound like the good guy or them sound like it's, really my, it's my decision so <laughs>
1: interesting yeah so
2: you broke me first was kind of written about like obviously it's real emotion like it's not like I'm you know just grabbing it out of not like absolutely nothing like I've generally I felt it in like friendships or little little things or things I've remembered in like past something and like i pulled it from like multiple people and put that like emotion into it so
1: yo I- i'm hitting pause real quick to tell you about jackbox games i'm obsessed if you're looking for another way to connect with your loved ones this holiday season jackbox games is it i'm telling you they just released jackbox party pack 7 it is five totally unique games guaranteed to bring hours of laughter to your family or to your friend group this holiday season i, I guarantee it i've been playing with my friends, for years. Our personal favorite is Quiplash 3. You battle head-to-head with your friends. Whoever has the funniest answer wins. You can also channel your inner artist and champed up. Or you could try to survive the collaborative chaos of the devils and the details. It's a fun game where you and your friends work together to uh, complete tasks before the time runs out. But seriously, Quiplash 3 is my favorite. It, it just, you, you have to answer witty prompts and the funniest answer will win. Plus, No matter where you are, you can play Jackbox games, which is the coolest thing. It doesn't matter if you're in the same room as people or if you're spread out all over the globe or all over the country, Jackbox games is available where you are. You can play on Steam for Windows or Mac. You can also play on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, your iPad, or any smartphone or web-enabled device. You just enter in a, a URL and then you're connected. Three to eight people can play, up to 10,000 people can watch. Jackbox Games, I'm telling you, it is more than just the future of games. It's the present, and it's guaranteed to bring you joy. JackboxGames.com. Go there to learn more.
0: Zach Sangcho. Well, I was listening to the EP, and a lot of your lyrics often sound very kind of sad, maybe a little depressing. But you, from, right? from <laughs> what we've seen, and we've met you once or twice, you seem like a very happy person. Yeah. Yeah. You just put all of those like sad emotions into the music, and you're a happy person in real life, or is it a kind of what is it?
2: <laughs> what is it? Uh, <laughs> I think it's like I'm just I've, I'm a person who like is I'm pretty happy like I'm fairly happy, um, but I think a lot like I'm just I'm a very observant person too like I think all the time like my brain never shuts off I can't fall asleep because it's always thinking and you know, I'm analyzing every single relationship or thing I said or thing I did or whatever. So I think that usually when I get into a writing space, it's like, (laughs) you just literally got to picture every negative aspect of any (laughs) relationship you're in and then like kind of shape it into something. So obviously emotional songs are things that people, you know, relate to most of the time. Um, And that's it. Like sometimes I'll take relationships and I'll be like, what would I... feel if they hurt me like terribly and if they really did me wrong like what would I act like or feel like it's like kind of using your imagination in a sense
1: this is one side of it which is writing your own records but there is a song off the EP tear myself apart which is the only one I believe that you didn't write correct yeah that is the one that belongs to Phineas and Billie Eilish yeah is it hard
2: to bring a song like that to life yeah, it was it's hard because when you don't write the lyrics, you like can't have like a picture in your head of what you wrote those lyrics about. Like usually when you're writing, it's like I could picture a full movie in my head of what it looks like. And when it's someone else's song, it's like you kind of have to like really imagine what they were thinking, like what, why did they write this or like what was their intention like well who who did they write this about like it's like there's a lot of things that you have to think about um and it was also like i had to like billy sang the demo and um i just had to like listen like the emotion in her voice and see what she like was feeling and you know and then make it into my own
1: isn't that also like a mind
2: (laughs) yes like
1: we total respect to billy eilish like it's just like you know her voice is rather you know but same thing to you completely unique to your your own identity and who you are yeah Um,
0: do you get to talk to them about the song and say hey what did you write this about get in their head (laughs) no (laughs) no
2: i mean i did i met billy at her show and we like talked about the song she was like oh like you're you're singing my song like i mean she was after the show like she's talking to a lot of people so it was like short conversation but (laughs) it was it was still cool be able to like talk to her
1: <laughs> what do you learn from cutting a song like that
2: i mean i did learn how to correctly cut a record like <laughs> yeah, it took me so because i hadn't written it usually i just like write a demo and then i'll scratch it like really fast and then i'll usually just like use that for the actual song
1: but do you realize that maybe you don't want to cut somebody else's words ever again or is it something you want to do again
2: I like writing my own lyrics I really do like I just think that that's the most genuine place and like where you can actually feel something because when you're singing on stage you want to sing things that you like will evoke real emotion not things that you don't really have a clue about so yeah
1: because that also like it it comes through an investment investment and passion how you kind of sell it on stage
2: yeah yeah so I I like writing my own songs I I just genuinely love writing so if I'm gonna write a song it's gonna be for me and i'm gonna want to sing it so yeah
1: yeah. dude if you weren't good at it obviously you wouldn't you wouldn't write your own music
0: (laughs) well Well, (laughs) why did you take on that song then if like how did you end up getting that song and why did you end up cutting it
2: it was my first record i'd released with rca records so like obviously i get handed a song by billy and finish i'm like whoa like (laughs) freaking out and it was like obviously i think it was like i'd been writing but You don't ever know, like you need your songs. You don't know if you're a good writer ever and if you've ever written a good song. And at that point, like the label didn't like I was this new artist. I was 15 and, you know, you don't really have any validation or anything that like proves that you have something to say at all. So it was like my way of like getting into the label and, you know, introducing myself as a new artist kind of thing.
1: So today, do you feel like you've written a good song?
2: Yeah, I think that, obviously, You Broke Me First definitely helped the label see that, like, you know, I, I I like writing songs and people can connect to them. I think that's also a hard thing to, you know, get across is, like, I like my songs, and if they don't like it, they don't like it. But what works, what works, you know? It's, like, you got to just see what your fans like, and sometimes that's not, like, the typical strategy or typical way to break an artist or whatever they you know it's like a whole process that i don't really like to do because i just like to release songs and write them and just put them out there and see what people think
1: so how much music are you currently sitting on
2: so much oh my gosh i have to track so many demos because you get into these zoom these zoom sessions and then you just forget to like cut them So I've like, I'm sitting on like seven songs right now that I need to cut and I've forgotten all the melodies. (laughs) It's, I just, it's crazy. The whole process is crazy right now.
1: Do you record these Zoom sessions so you can go back and reference
2: or like what, do you just have notes to go by? Yeah, you have like your, your like lyrics and then I'll like track it on a voice memo or something to remember it
1: and is it different writers than you have worked with before is it the same people
2: who are you bringing in oh it's totally different writers like this pandemic has been weird like let me tell you i've met so many people on zoom <laughs> over the past like four months that i never th- thought i would meet um like who? like
0: who stands like, out?
2: like or even like the pandemic like <clears throat> i feel like i've just like you can reach out to people on dm and stuff and like yeah. talk and write songs and i mean yeah <laughs> i'm trying to think of what i can say <laughs> um
1: <laughs> slide into your dms too i'm sure now that you have a hit um also, <clears throat> by the way i love your conan gray cover of uh, your heather cover it makes me so happy
2: <laughs> thank you
1: thank you spectacular it is so i love cool. him good yeah he is i love him like what a he's, gift heaven's above truly what a, what a what a gift
2: yeah he's incredible so i was very excited to cover that song <laughs> <I> mean,
1: who <laughs> you with? like who slides into your dms now that you're on every spotify playlist and you have a <laughs> photo at the top of all the, like uh the little things forever you know, um and they're like oh who is this i gotta work with them <laughs>
2: i've made some friends <laughs> like, I, I didn't really know anyone in the music industry before this like i literally had no friends so i'm definitely like i'm trying to see who i know um <laughs> <laughs> look through my, my... Am, I, am i literally just name dropping right now
0: <laughs> yep let's do it
2: um i mean
1: does it turn into sessions ever
2: i yeah i've like talked to like i've talked to khalid Talk to Lauv, talk to black Bear, talk to Bebe Rexha, talked to um Rexa
1: has a, another song from your e p she wrote on uh was it stupid um, yes, yeah, I think so, yeah, 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 so okay, like, Bebe Rexha, black bear, I'm taking notes
2: um <laughs> don't take notes <laughs> um, um I've like reached out like. Sometimes there's like little artists who you just like reach out and they respond and it's cool.
1: Ooh, like um, you. Who'd you hit up?
2: <laughs> guys. Um I've okay, one the one thing I've I've i I hit up the weekend once and he responded. And he's like my favorite artist ever, so well, that was you
1: cool. are treasures of the great white north. You are gifts of Canada. You are <laughs> Canadian pride. Like you dude, like I like you make Canada proud as like, how cool is that to be on a list with people like Drake, Abel, like uh, Celine Dion, correct? Avril Lavigne? Justin
0: Bieber? Sean Mendez? Alessia Cara? Oh.
2: Jesse Reyes? Yes! Tate so- McRae? Ah. <laughs> Doesn't fit quite yet.
1: <laughs> Get out of town. Take a. So, what do you send to the weekend?
2: Do I listen to them?
1: No, what do you. M? Of course, you listen to him. Like, what do you not have ears? Um, No, what do you? What what do you message him?
2: Well, I literally was like, "All right, this isn't gonna work." But I just said, "You're really amazing, and I really like your (laughs) songs." I'm not good at sliding. Like, I really can't like get into the DMs and say something cool. Like, I really can't.
1: I feel that. I felt like
2: like, just awkward, not good. But yeah, and he was like, "Thank you so much."
0: (laughs) <laughs> well, he just was announced as the performer for the Super Bowl. You're gonna slide back in there and say, "Hey, congrats!"
2: Hey, can I perform with you? <laughs> yeah. Dude, <laughs> fun with that. him. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like that's a DM that you send, thinking like he's never gonna see this. Like
2: well, that's like that's like when you DM. Like one time when I was younger, I got a DM from Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Like think about that. I was <laughs> he just like he's like, I really love your dance videos, like you're super perfect and flawless like in your dancing. I was like Dad, who's Shaq? Like <laughs> and it's like one of those random things you just don't really expect. And that was like the weekend responding. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <sighs> well, speaking of dancing, I was watching the Lied to Me video and like I actually forgot you were a dancer at first cause you've just been so successful recently with your music. Then you started dancing. I was like, holy, yeah, she's a dancer. That's incredible. So do you choreograph that or you just kind of go?
2: Um, I have a choreographer I've worked with since I was like nine and we just say like, choreograph everything kind of together. And we actually had to film that video from 7 PM to 6 in the morning. And I had to do that little dance section like 20 million times.
0: Why overnight?
2: It was, it was, i don't know no it was it was it was a library suite they had to like shut it down for the music video
1: is it different dancing to your own music
2: um at first i like, weirded out like i hated it first off like i hated lip syncing to like in music videos like when you're like having a film you have to like obviously lip sync um when you're filming them and it just felt so uncomfortable Like this is so weird and dancing, like, I don't want to be dancing my own songs. I'd rather dance to Post Malone songs. Like, you know, <laughs> just, like, weird. But now I've gotten better at it, <laughs> so. so.
1: When you're dancing to somebody else's music, like, what did the lyrics mean to you in that moment or even the production? Like, do you use it for cues and beats? Like, it's everything, right? So you have to be yeah. very in tune with the song that's you're moving to.
2: Yeah, um, it's, like, definitely about just, like, lyrics are important but not as important it's more like the beat behind it to see like how you're gonna move to it that's why sometimes like that's why like you broke me first has a bit of trappy beats in it because you know i if i'm gonna move to it i'm not gonna just yeah i want something to move to this is an awful representation i don't know what (laughs) that was
1: a frankenstein
0: and a a rusty robot Yeah. So so you think do you think about dancing when creating your own production?
2: Yeah, sometimes. I mean I'm really focused on the lyrics majority of the time, like what I'm gonna write. Because I just like when I'm sitting in my car, I'm gonna like listen to the lyrics, not um, the beat. But then again when I'm like thinking about music videos and like how I wanna create a treatment, then I have to obviously focus on, you know, what's going on behind the vocals.
0: Okay, so speaking of treatments what was it like dancing in that little pool of water at the emas i think who came up with that were your shoes waterlogged was it hard i need to know it all
2: okay the shoes were not waterproof they're literally squishing the entire time It was horrible have you ever seen those videos where they like step crocs and like and then squish out in like soap or something yes. and like pours out that's what it was it was really gross um it was like that and then the water was freezing because I live in Canada, so it's minus pajillion degrees outside. So I it's mean, so cold.
0: Tate, they do have heaters in Canada.
2: <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't have any heaters for some reason. I don't know why. That was not in the budget for heaters. <laughs> um, but no, it was, it was cool. It was harder to um, dance in water just because it's slippery. And in rehearsal one time, this girl completely wiped out. just completely slipped on the water and we just had to avoid that at all costs.
1: Will you work with the dancers on set or do you expect your choreographer to kind of, like you'll bring your choreographer with you or will somebody else do like your performances for a TV show?
2: She did it all. So she like choreographed it, but I'm like also in the rehearsals. So we just do it together. Wow. Yeah. They're like my friends, all those dancers. Like I've known them in the dance industry, so it's fun. That
1: is very cool.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I was going to say, sorry, i was just looking through YouTube. How crazy is it though that you filmed that video for you broke me first on your phone and it has like 40 million views.
2: Oh, it was such a weird thing. I literally need to tell you the story behind this. So I was, so I literally just like wrote the song. I'm like, I need to release it. And then they send me back to Canada. They're like, you're going in isolation. Everyone's going in isolation. I was like, but I need a music video. (laughs) How am I going to do this? So, me and my friend like drove up to this rooftop. I don't even think we we're supposed to be up there. And we, he like parked the car and I taped my phone to the front of my mom's car and stacked it up with tissue boxes. <laughs> <laughs> and I like taped it and I was like go drive backwards and you can't look at me at the same time so he was like this <laughs> <And> <laughs> literally on VideoStar the thing that you use when you're like six years old to like do movie <laughs> videos that's what I filmed it on because I'm like I don't know how to like connect the dots like, I don't have anyone to play music so I used Video VideoStar I was like, ning, 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 and I just like <laughs> started walking <laughs> um and it ended up looking cool because the sky was cool that day um Thank you it was nature. it was so weird i literally sent one take over the label i was like this is all i got
1: <laughs> i'm the crazy person would go i'm never doing another music video without this friend on this <laughs> rooftop. i'm using video star and he's never gonna look at me while he films it
2: i <laughs> know <laughs> it was like perfect and it was literally like Five dollar music video. <laughs> then, like, it was really funny. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it was cool. Wow. And I, yeah, we weren't expecting it to like actually do well because I was literally just walking and it was literally just Calgary in the background with like lyrics on the screen. But I ended up actually looking. I think that like I don't think you could have done a real music video to that song. Like, it needed to be raw and it needed to be like chill. Otherwise, I think it would have wrecked it. In a sense.
1: And you're not nervous like creating anything else now. Like going to a big production off of that. Because (laughs) like there's forty million views on this one. There's like, you know, this is crazy.
2: Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing that like people are figuring out in quarantine is like you literally can do things by yourself, you just don't want to try. Like, and that's you know, that's what I did with my YouTube channel for so many years is I filmed everything by myself and recorded everything by myself. And then you know, I think when they were like, Oh, do you need help? Do you need like cameras? Do you need someone to be on zoom? I was like, no, too many people. I'm literally on a rooftop with my mom's car. Like, we don't need
0: that.
1: <laughs> I feel like, what does this tell you? Like very successful stuff is very homegrown, very organic, very DIY. It's a different yeah. investment. I also think it's a different level of connection with somebody on the other side because like glossy and shiny and super yeah. pretty, like, that's 30000 and late.
2: Well, it's, it's hard to compare yourself to that. Like, even, like, I look at, you know, like, Cardi B's music videos and then my music video, and I'm like, oh, God, like, what did I do? Like, <laughs> you know? Um, but I think it's, like, like people can relate to it. Like, they can, they can walk in front of their mom's car and do the same thing and sing a song that they wrote with one other person. Like, it's attainable. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, not – unrealistic. It's like they can relate to it. And then again, you can like see the lyrics on the screen and it's feels like I'm like telling a story. So even though it's, you know, kind of cheap, it was good, I think, for the song.
1: Kate McCray, she's just like us.
0: <laughs> but like you said, you you mentioned this, you grew your fan base by just singing in front of your computer in your room, no crazy production. So it's kinda like full circle. It's like that's how you started. Now your biggest hit is very similar, shot the same way.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing, like, performances now, like, I've done them. Like, I know how to do things on my little piano and, like, film them because I've just been doing it since I was 13. So it, like, feels like normal. Like, it feels like, like like you said, a full circle. Like, I'm just going back to the good old days.
0: So you go from You Broke Me First video to the Lie to Me video. When Mm -hmm. you're filming Lie to Me, do you ever think, oh, I wish I was just shooting this on my phone?
2: Well, the thing is, is that I'm, like, super controlling about, like, what I want and what I want it to look like. So, like, even when someone else films a music video, I'll be overly specific. Like, I think that music video had about, like, 40 takes of me making notes and, like, different versions of me just being, like, all right, this isn't right yet. It's not perfect, like, you know, of what I want to, like, visualize. And before it even, like, got shown to Ali, like, I remember he saw the... 41st version <laughs> um and it was like i don't know it's it's a whole process and i think if you're hands-on then it can end up turning out how you like
1: yeah, like what is it like being that controlling while working with a collaborator another artist who has to share this spotlight and kind of co-parent this child with you
2: um that's a, definitely the challenging part about collabs is like everyone has their own opinion um but he was like super chill really excited to like you know, it was really cool to work with him because it was, like, a, a very, like, well, what do you want to say? And I was like, oh, you know, we're both open to, like, whenever we want to each other's opinions. So, um, it was, like, an easy process because we both just were down to create a song together. It wasn't too planned or anything.
1: Is he from Canada as well?
2: Yeah, he's from Toronto.
1: Yeah, that's right. No. You can add him to the list. Johnny Orlando as well. I don't want to... uh Forget him on the Canadian. No, episode. he's
2: so sweet. I
1: feel like that would really, you know, I don't, I don't want him to hear this and, and get offended. He is on the list. <laughs> Give him up yeah. near Celine Dion, please. Thank you.
0: <laughs> now, you mentioned you were controlling, which is obviously a good thing. It's your career. It's your music. Everything is you. But what's, is it hard being that controlling at 17 years old? Is that how old you are? Yeah. Is it hard being controlling at 17? Do people look at you like, no, you're young. And you said to be like, no, shut up. This is me. This is my song. This is my video.
2: Yeah. The hard part is, is that people are, you know, sometimes don't take you seriously, but I'm like very, I can be very laughy and giddy and like a 17 year old when I'm off set. But then when it's like, when I'm down to create my work, it's like, no one messes around. Like, we're going to get this right. Um, And that even had to happen, like, even on for the EMA is like, I had to step in and be like, no, this is what I want. This is how it's going to look like. This is how we're going to treat the dancers. I know what it's like to be a dancer. We're not going to, you know, treat them poorly we're also going to make sure that everyone's respected on this set and like you know i think it's like as a 17 year old it's a lot to like step up like that and really be grounded in your opinion but you got to do it otherwise you're just going to get manipulated and pushed around in a million different directions
1: totally and it take like to do this job it's more than just having one position you have to do a lot of different things for it to really work and not yeah. just once but like lo- work for the long run you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to be able yeah. to do everything.
2: I want, I want respect. Like in the in the long run, as like a as a director and as a creative director, and I want yes. people to know that I'm not just like like it like you. I worked hard to 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 do this and to get here and to write my songs. And it's you know I feel like some people think that like it happens in a second and there's no work in between, and then they forget about you know, all the little moments of me stressing for a million hours a day and working a million hours a day and making sure that it's, like, my favorite thing. There's just a lot that goes on behind the scenes that I think a lot of people don't don't see or ever get to experience because it's, like, business.
1: So a- as we figure out what's going on in the future, you sit on how many songs, do you think?
2: I think I'm sitting on, like, 50 songs.
1: Wow. Whoa. So... I mean like out of the 50 do you even know how many of those could make an album?
2: I mean, the problem is that when I do an album like a real album, I want to start fresh like I'd want to like start with like new writers new and get down so it can be cohesive because oh, wow. yeah. I was in different stages of my life, every single song I've written, and they've you know I don't want them to sound like just a playlist of songs you want so- to Story.
1: what are you preparing for now just random releases now that you know that like obviously singles work you can you know kind yeah or whatever
2: i'm working on an ep right now so like a mini album like on an ep and it's going to be like um some of the songs i've written within the last two months um and that was like kind of put together being like all right which five songs are gonna are gonna fit and I, that's like what i've been trying to work on for the past little while
1: Are you also stressing about a song that could follow You Broke Me First?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, like literally so much, so much. You just don't know how people are going to react or what people are going to think. And, you know, if you go too far, you know, south of You Broke Me First, people are going to be like, no, we want sad songs. But then people could be like, no, you're too depressing. Like, there's so many different opinions. You just can't listen to them. (laughs) Like, you got to keep – releasing what you want to release
1: yeah so like does you broke me first even factor in it like does it have a place in your head when you're making new songs no
2: yeah i think the the thing about it is it's just really real like it's it paints out a picture of a very specific scenario and especially in like the verses and um i think that's like why it connected and that's like what i try to follow in every writing session is i'm like nope we're not going to do something that's just Mm. random rhymes or random words like you got to make it mean something and you got to make it like when i sit in my car i want to you know be able to relate it back to my life if i can't then no one else will be able to either so you gotta feel you gotta feel
1: broke <laughs> me first you obviously have heard it but we'll put a link in the description below <laughs> uh any idea of when you want to put the ep out into the world like are we talking 2021 are we talking pre new year's
2: well, the problem is, like, December's like Christmas. Like, I shut off all music, and I listen only Christmas in
1: December. One at a time here.
2: One at a time. I mean, I think we're definitely in the process of I have a single coming out. We don't know the release day yet, but it's, like, in its mixing stages, and I think I'm filming a video next week. So, like, we're, like, trying to release that single, and then we have the next four singles, like, ready. Wow. So hopefully – Hopefully an EP for next year,
1: um, will, will early. Will any of these singles be shot on a roof using your <laughs> <a> phone?
2: Maybe. <laughs> we'll see how bad COVID gets.
0: <laughs> you're lucky. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, final thoughts, Daniel? Uh, yeah. So you said you had like 50 songs written. You have like, you mentioned you have seven more than you need to write down. Are those seven part of this album you're putting together? Like, have you moved on? Like, is this EP already kind of done in a way and you're already moving on to the next?
2: The thing is, is that, like, I have... I've had this, like, folder in my iTunes for eight months, nine months, being, like, EP2. And it's, like, I've had my eight songs, then it shifted to three, then it shifted to five, and now they all, like, kick them out and replace them, and you create something better, and then that changes the whole mood of the EP. So you have to, like create another song that sounds more like that so honestly it really depends on what singles i release next and over the next little while because i feel like it's not like the you know it's not like the old days where you can you'll have to you have to release this song next or you have to wait six months like you can release songs whenever you like and then just see how it reacts with people do you have
1: any expectations for this next single like is there any do you want it to like
2: this next single, I'm excited about. It's like some of my favorite lyrics I've written. Um, I just really like this song, but it's a totally different vibe. Like, totally different from You Broke Me First. Just like really good lyrics. So I can't wait to release it. <laughs>
1: Tate McRae, thanks for the energy today, my friend. <laughs> thanks
2: for having me. It's been a yeah. while.
1: Anytime. any you know,
0: we're here, <laughs> we're going nowhere. <laughs> <first> you yeah. <laughs>
2: are <We're> stuck
0: <laughs> Well, Tate do you have plans of leaving Canada soon or do you have absolutely no idea could you be stuck there for another year or two
2: well I heard there's a vaccine so <laughs> <laughs>
0: get me it Don't take on. it
2: today it depends any day we'll see I mean I'm, I, I wanted to go in like February and be like have a little writing session for like a month just like rent out a place Ooh. Think, that would be fun yeah. in Los Angeles in Los Angeles Yeah.
0: Well hopefully we'll be back in the studio by then so we could do another one of these in February.
2: And I missed the mic. missed the mic. Yeah, you're
1: talking to nothing right now. Like it's you're just we're on a screen. I probably look terrible on your side. I probably look You look great. Yeah, you're lying. I can tell I
2: mean (laughs) at the moment you're hidden behind (laughs) your (laughs) mic.
1: Well, uh, have a great day and get your homework done and have a great dance class. Uh, (laughs) Love to you, Tate McRae. Thanks for hanging out.
2: Thank you, guys. Nice speaking to you again. (laughs) Talk to you soon. Later. See ya.
0: This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.